0: five four three two one hello everybody body of Christ hello church how you doing today this is Joseph Brownlee your host for connecting the dots Joseph Brownlee your host for connecting the dots or of connecting the dots so I just try to get the Bible out there verse by verse scripture by scripture precept by precept and try to rightly divide God's word the correct way okay. Alrighty, without any further ado, how's everybody doing? I'd like to say hello to all my listeners, not only here in the United States of America, but all my international listeners as well. i like to say hello, hello, hola in Spanish. This is Connecting a Das Canentundo El Punto. Canetundo El Punto in Spanish. I hope I'm saying it correctly. I'm not Spanish listeners. Let me know. I'm trying to work on my Spanish and everything. So, hello, hola, you know. Okay. Without any further ado, I have only about 15 to 20 minutes. I want to continue on the series I have been doing. I've been reading out of this book called God's Secret. It's a book that is authored. And uh, written by Marianne Manley. Marianne Manley. This book is written. Uh, before I go, I just want to note that I... Uh, There's certain <clears throat> congestion problems that I have. And I'm noticing this more and more when I do my radio podcast on both of my shows. And, uh, I, you know, you might hear me just trying to clear my nose or clear my throat and anything like that. I try not to do it on the radio show, because it's kind of might gross some people out, but believe me, it's not purposely, and I don't try to, I don't do it to be gross, it's just that I get congested, and I have sinus issues, and the more I talk... The more these sinuses just get clogged up in my throat, you might hear hear me just trying to clear my throat and things, et cetera. So I hope you you guys really uh, forgive me for doing that and everything. But it is a sinus problem. It's a congestion problem. I always have, but I just noticed it happens more since I've been doing a lot of radio and a lot of podcasts and everything like that. So I want to get that out front to my listeners, okay? I'm not trying to gross you out. It's just that I have sinus issues. And I need to look into that and see what's going on with that. Mainly when I do a lot of talking, you know. Okay, God's Secret. I also like to call it the Treasure Hunt, the Treasure Hunt. Okay, the God's Secret. I am now on episode 17 or section 17 or segment 17 of this book. of We're getting on through this. This book called God's Secret that is written by Marian Manley out of San Diego, California. Marian Manley out of San Diego, California. I want to get through this right away because I don't want to spend a lot of time with a lot of advertisement or a lot of announcements, you know. I would try to do that in a separate way when it comes to announcements and advertising. And I like to just get right into it because y'all don't want to hear me ab- so much about advertising unless it's really touch you guys or it's really something that you just need to know. I will make those type of announcements and I will shorten up for now on, on my introductions and everything. If that's okay with you guys and young ladies, I will be doing that and I will get straight to the gist on a lot of things that i be teaching to give the majority of the time to the teaching. Spend more time for Focusing on the teaching concepts of the Bible because that's very that's more important, I believe. Okay, God's secret. Now, just a reminder for the ones that's now listening to. I got to get it out there. If you just started listening to it, I'm reading and teaching out of a book called God's Secret by Marianne Manley out of San Diego, California. So, uh, to get more caught up on what's going on, you have to go through the previous sixteen. Episodes or the 16th segment. You have to just search back on Connecting the Dot. If you are a new listener to Connecting the Dot, you have to go back for the uh, the previous 16 episodes, uh, episodes or shows or podcasts, whatever you want to call them, and try to catch up from that. That's the best way to do that. You are welcome to listening to this last this latest one right now that I'm doing now. But you you know, or, um, which is March 7. I'm doing this on March 7, but the previous podcast I try to do them weekly because I'm 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 tired down with my job constraints. And everything like that so I can only just do them weekly the best way I can. But you have to go back and catch up on God's Secret on the, the last 16 previous ones. It's not hard. Just go to Spotify. And just look up Joseph Brownlee, Connecting the Dots, Joseph Brownlee, that's B-R-O-W-N-L-E-E, that's B as in boy, R-O-W-N-L-E-E, Joseph Brownlee, Connecting the Dots, and you can find all of my uh, shows and podcasts, w- including this series, uh, A God's Secret by Marian Manley. You can catch up on those that way. Okay, let's get into this. All right. I left out uh, talking about, uh, reading about the ministry of Paul and the Apostles. So I'm going to continue to go that route. And I, now, what I'm reading, I might be going over the same thing I left off from the last time when I done my last podcast. But I'm just, this is just a, a, a little short catch-up of what I left off left off at. And then I'm going to continue to do that because I'm just catching. I'm just reading out of my tablet, and I'm going. I'm reading from the page, uh, from what I left off at. So I'm going to continue. I'm trying to keep it as close as I can for what I left off at. When I get back into this teaching on uh, God's secret by Mary Ann Manley. Okay, let's get into the. the uh, we're going to segment 17. This is the ministry of Paul, the apostle of the Gentiles. So it's about the beginning of the ministry. So let's this. Let's read reading, Paul's distinctive ministry was full of difficulties and sufferings he must suffer for my name's sake you can find it in Acts 9 and 16 Acts 9 and 16 after being saved as Paul it is, remember I'm reading and quoting out of Marian's book, and I'll let you know when I'm elaborating, I'm just saying some, give you some history points myself, okay after being saved, Paul spent three years in Damascus and Arabia learning from Jesus Jesus kept his apostle Paul separate from the twelve because he gave Paul a different message. I elaborated on that last time. But when it pleased God who separated me, I'm reading out of a, uh, a quote in scripture now, to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen, heathen meaning Gentiles. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. I didn't, infer, I didn't, I didn't go to any human and I didn't get my information from no human being or anybody else in the flesh. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, as Peter and James and all the rest of the apostles, the twelve apostles. But I went into Arabia and returned again into Damascus. Then, after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him fifteen days. You find in the Galatians, Galatians, excuse me, 1, 15 and eighteen, Galatians one. 15 and 18. Now all that time and all that what Paul was talking about, it took approximately about 17 years from all the time he just broke down his time with Peter and different things, three years with Peter and et cetera and all that through Jerusalem. It was approximately about, I'll say about close to 17 years or so of Paul's ministry, beginning ministry. Okay. Continue reading. Paul had to escape from Damascus and Damascus. I think I read that last week because the Jews wanted to have him caught in Damascus. The governor with the garrison desires to apprehend him, and through a window in a basket was let down by the wall and escaped his hands. You'll find all this in 2 Corinthians 11, 32-33. 2 Corinthians 11, 32-33. Continue reading. Paul went to Jerusalem to join the little flock. Remember by explaining who the little flock was. Those are the true followers of Jesus Christ (coughs) and his ministry. It's the little flock of Israel. The little flock of believers there, but they were afraid of him since he had persecuted them in the past. I don't blame him because Paul was a rough, he was a rough stud. Barnabas and and the little flock believers became Paul's friend and introduced him to the others. Paul began to preach Jesus in Jerusalem. But he soon ran into trouble with the unbelieving Jews which spoke Greek since they went about to slay him. Now you probably be confused, how could Jews, don't they speak Hebrew and Latin? Remember, when the Jews got spread abroad and they scattered through the persecutions and different different things like that, or just scattered, period. They went to different nations and whatever nation they was in, they had to learn their language. They was born and raised in those nations and they had to learn those different languages. So Jews also spoke Greek or whatever nation they was in, okay? And they went about to slay him, slay men, kill. Okay, you find this in Acts 9 and 29. Acts 9 and 29. For his safety, the believers sent Paul to the hometown of Tarsus for the safety of Paul. Continuing reading. News reached Peter and the little flock that many in Antioch of Syria believed in Jesus. So they sent Barnabas to investigate. They sent Barnabas to find out what was going on. You know, what's, what's happening? All these people are getting saved. What's going on? When Barnabas saw that many Jews and Gentiles believed at Antioch, he went to find Paul. Because he remembered that Jesus had made him the apostle of the Gentiles. Now, this is not scripture I'm reading. I'm quoting out of this book. Remember, I'm reading Mary's manly book. And I'll let you know when I'm quoting a scripture or I'm just elaborating on something myself. Okay, I just want to keep that very important up front there. Okay. The church at Antioch flourished. After a year, the Holy Ghost let them know that he wanted Paul and Barnabas to go and preach in other places. Now, this is Paul's first apostolic journey, according to Mary Manley's uh, segment here. Paul and Barnabas took their first apostolic journey with John Mark to Cyprus, the home of Barnabas, and Asia Minor, Pamphylia, Galatia, which is modern-day Turkey. Galatia is which is modern-day Turkey today. John Mark, the nephew to Barnabas, remember John Mark is the nephew to Barnabas, decided to leave when the going got tough, early in their travels yeah that's that yeah paul was not going to forget that so let me let me let me let me not get ahead of myself let me keep reading their method of preaching was first to the Jews. Remember this. What was their method of preaching first? Was to the Jews in their synagogues and then to the Gentiles. Why did they go to the Jews first? Because you still have some Jews that had to believe that Jesus was their Messiah. They wasn't going there preaching the death, burial, resurrection message. The same message they preached to the Gentiles. Now I'm not reading that. I'm elaborating on that so you can get some type of foundation why, they went to, why Paul went to the Jews first and, and to the synagogues because they, a lot of them still have to believe that Jesus was their Messiah, their coming king, before they can talk about his death, burial, and resurrection. And no sense of getting into that if they don't believe that he is their king. Okay, I hope you got that. However, they ran into strong opposition from both the Jews and the Gentiles. Interesting. I'm back reading now. Many Jews were angry because they thought Paul was speaking against Moses and the law. They despised Paul because he preached ju- he preached justification by faith alone and what Christ had done. Now, this is very important. just continue to listen while I'm going to continue to reading. Apart from Israel being God's channel of blessing and the keeping of the law of Moses. Now, the channel of blessing, remember, back in time past, the only way for the Gentile nations to get saved was supposed to be through Israel. Israel was, was supposed to be the channel and the, uh, the forerunners of getting the, the salvation out there to the other nations, which is the Gentiles, but they never made it outside of Jerusalem. They never made it outside of Jerusalem, okay? They wanted to stone Paul to death because he said, By him all that believes are justified from all things. Which, let me read that again. By him all that believe are justified from all things from which you cannot be justified by the law of Moses, or Acts 13 and 39, and they had an issue with that, but remember, they were still under the kingdom program, therefore, the nation of Israel was still following the Jewish, the Judea law, they were still following the rituals and the Judea law, so that was, this is was like new stuff to them, they never heard anything like that, they felt it was blasphemy because they only knew one way of salvation, only, only one way to be right with God, that was following the law, okay, so that's why it was a lot of anger and you can find all this in Acts 13 and 39, Acts 13 and 39, okay? I'm continuing reading out the book. On the other hand, the Gentiles were very entrenched in their false gods and idol worship, okay? Gentiles was mainly into false gods. Gentiles mainly in philosophy and all that other type of stuff like that. You know, so they they they, they, they was into philosophy and false and a lot of paganism and idol worship, but you know, they never had a relationship with God like the Jews supposed to have had. So the Gentiles, the other nations, never had a covenant and they never had a relationship with God. Okay? So let me continue reading. After Paul healed the man born crippled, they even tried to worship Paul and Barnabas. The Gentiles tried to, not the Jews. The Jews knew better, most of them anyway. These are the Gentile nations, you know. They tried to worship Paul and Barnabas after they seen Paul heal a crippled man miraculously who was, who was crippled crippled from birth. Okay. Paul stopped them by saying, we are only men. Worship God, however... The unbelieving Jews arrived from the other towns that Paul and Barnabas had preached in. They persuaded the Gentiles to stone Paul. You see that the Jews persuaded the Gentiles to stone Paul. They did not like that message. They didn't like that justified by faith alone. the That's all you have to do. You know, so that tells you right there, Paul did not preach that to the Jews. He preached that to the Gentile nations. But the Jews was trying to distract them, the Gentile nations, for believing that type of message. And they tried to keep them into the Judea type of ways of ritual law. Keep them under the law. In other words, let me make this plain. Now, not get too deep. Keep them under the law. So they had an issue with that. And they, could, they tried to persuade the Gentiles to stone Paul, something that was only required for the Jews to do, which was stoning, not the nations. Okay, continue reading. They stoned, drugged, and out of town and left, left for dead. In other words, they stoned and drugged out of town Paul and left him for dead in Lystra. Paul's friend were, friends were surprised when he arrived. The brave apostles returned to the same towns when they had told the people about Jesus. They encouraged all the believers in their faith. Then they assisted the church groups and appointed older faithful men to help them continue to trust in what Jesus had done. Continue reading. Paul and Barnabas returned to their headquarters in Antioch, Antioch which is Syria, modern day Syria. And told their friends how God had helped them start the churches on their trip. Continue reading. Paul preached that nothing people do saves them. Only faith in what Jesus had has does matter. See, this is just, this is nothing that they never heard. See, this is new stuff to them. Paul was preaching this to the Gentile nations. This is what's not a Jewish gospel. This is not Israel's kingdom message that they're used to hearing and preaching, which was their true message to Israel. But Jesus gave Paul a different message. Remember this. Pay close attention to what I'm saying and what I'm reading and what Mary is trying to explain out this book. This is very important. The gospel that Paul went out to preach and teach to the Gentiles is not the same gospel message that was preached and the Jews have been uh we're so used to hearing and the, uh, the different teachings of the gospels, the ki- gospel of the kingdom of heaven. There are two different type of gospels: the gospel of the grace of God and the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. Are two different type of gospels. You must you must remember that. Paul told them we are justified by Jesus' faith. Okay, not by our faith. We're justified by His faith. Okay, so it is our faith, though and the faith of Jesus that matters but all the faith and all the blessings come because of the faith of Jesus we must believe that faith in Jesus His death, burial, resurrection but it's the faith of Jesus is the reason why we're justified I'm just breaking down what Mary and really mean it's the justification we're justified because the faith of Jesus is Jesus' faith that's what she means by we are justified by his faith who faith? Jesus' faith okay Now she breaks down that all modern Bibles except the King James Bible changed the word of to, uh, of Jesus, changed the word of to in. In other words, there's other translations that, you know, have different translations for one reason or the other. They don't put the faith of Jesus, they just put the faith in Jesus, which was a mistranslation. The King James meant... The faith of Jesus, not the faith in Jesus. Our blessings and justification, our reconciliation, justification, I'm sorry, and our reconciliations because the faith of Jesus, not so much the faith in Jesus. I hope you're not confused on that, okay? But different other translations say uh the faith uh, in Jesus. And I'm gonna look at the Living Bible, which is another one that I really see it said the faith of Jesus. If so, that's a wrong translation. Not a real big error, but it's a wrong translation. Very important. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith, she's saying this again in her book, the faith of Jesus Christ, which is the correct translation. It's very important. It's the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ. I like the way she put emphasis on that. And so you can understand the listeners. It's the faith of Christ, not the faith in Christ. It's the faith of Christ. And not by the works of the law or by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. You'll find this in Galatians 2 and 16. Now, if you're reading a different translation, most of the time it's going to have the faith in Christ, which is the wrong translation. You know, biblical scholars and and you got to go back and get more Teaching on the King James Version, why I was saying the faith of Christ and started the faith in Christ is very important. It was the faith of Christ that we have a lot of things done for us the miracles and all that. It was the faith of Christ. We only, only time we have the faith in Christ is because we believe in his death, burial, resurrection, what he done, but all the other things is the faith of Christ. Okay, that takes another teaching in itself. All right. We're justified by the faith of Christ. Okay, for by works of the law shall no flesh be justified. You'll find it in Galatians 2 and 16. Write these down in Galatians 2 and 16. Okay, I got about a few more minutes. The doctrine of the faith of Jesus is changed in all modern modern Bibles. Now she get back into the modern Bibles. I'm. Gonna, that's another teacher, but I'm gonna get through that. Play, they place the word. ...of what the word in. I just explained it removing the uh, fact that Jesus... ...it was of Jesus and not in Jesus. Okay, I'm not going to go through that. That takes another teaching. But it's true though. Okay. Who had the faith putting their emphasis on the believer... ...not Christ. And the reason uh, she's putting this out there... ...because when you say the faith in Jesus... ...or the faith... uh, ...this is my faith... it, ...it puts emphasis on your faith. That's why these certain things... ...reconciliation and justification... Came uh, came upon the believers because of the, our faith in Christ. No, we got justified, we got reconciled in a future glorification because of the faith of Christ, not because of the faith our faith in Christ. It is because of Christ's faith. Because when God look at Jesus, He don't see you; He see Christ. He see the finished work in, uh, of what Christ done on the cross. Paul always preached the cross, which is the death burial, resurrections to the Gentiles and some Jews. He always preached the cross, the death, burial, resurrection. Let me continue. Alright. She's breaking down the oven. It's something that we need to know, so I'm continuing reading. Alright. Who had the faith? Putting the emphasis on the believer. Not Christ. We only put our faith in, like I was saying, what he has already done, his death, burial, resurrection. Jesus had to trust and obey all that the Father told him. He had to live a perfect life, teach believing in israel and demonstrate who he was he had to prove that he was a messiah he was their coming king then he had to believe that his death would satisfy the righteous requirement of god the father he also had to go through the dying believing that his father would raise him up from the dead and the and the little word of make i'm I'm, I'm trying to see where she's going now let me go slowly the little word of okay the little word of compared to in that we're used to use again, but the correct words to use is the faith of Christ. It's not the faith in Christ, the faith of Christ. The little word of makes a difference. See faith of Jesus in the imp- appendix, okay? You can look, at, if you have that book, you can find it out in the appendix, but, uh, you know, most of y'all don't have this book, okay? Paul was furious when some believers from the little flock in Jerusalem came to Antioch. Now, reading out, I'm continuing reading, I'm going to read this last, these two paragraphs and I'm going to stop. And told the believers there that they had to be circumcised to be saved. Let me read that again. Paul was furious. He was angry. Oh, he was livid when some believers from the little flock from the little flock, remember this, some believers from the little flock in Jerusalem came to Antioch and told the believers there that they had to be circumcised to be saved. Now, even the little flock was still caught up in the kingdom program and under the law and under the Judaism program. Even some of the little flock was still caught up in that. But Paul wasn't having that think he went all his way and told them they are justified by faith. They don't have to go by the They don't have to be circumcised and all that jazz. You know, you still had a few that still was kind of stuck in the law. And sometimes I look at this like this. You cannot blame them because when you are taught to be separated from the Gentiles, you are taught one way to believe, you are taught, you know, a, a religious a ritual, it's hard to get out of it, it's just like a lot of denominations and traditional teachings of today, that's why it's hard for people to believe what I'm teaching, or I come to them with a message about the true gospel, or what the Bible Bible's really saying, you know, rightly divided, it's hard for them to accept it, or they don't accept it at all, because they're so caught up, like I used to be myself, in traditional upbringing, of Your denominational teachings, and so that never changed, you know. So, that's not saying that you're not saved, but your traditional belief is hard to get rid of when you're stuck in one type of belief for a lot of years, in other words. So, they was telling, they was trying to tell the Gentile believers they had to be circumcised after the, the manner of Moses, or you cannot be saved. You can find all this in Acts 15 and 1, which explains it all. Acts 15 and 1. Let me continue, time is running out. Paul said that if people are circumcised, they are showing their lack of faith in Christ, okay? And we read this again. Paul said that if people are circumcised, they are showing their lack of faith in Christ. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if you be circumcised, listen to this closely, Christ shall profit you nothing. You'll find this in Galatians, Galatians 5 and 2. I'll get tongue-tired. <laughs> You'll find this in Galatians 5 and 2. And we read this again. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing, Galatians 5 and 2, you can't go back to the old law, you can't go back to your (coughs) traditional ways, there's only one way to be saved, okay, Paul preached that Christ did it all, and that circumcision was not important, I'm reading right back out of, uh, what Mary read, Mary Manny trying to break down her book, Paul wrote, and I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, (laughs) okay, this Tablet. If I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross ceased? Galatians five and eleven. Continue reading. But the Jews had been taught circumcision was the sign of the covenant between them and God in Genesis 17. Continue. A big argument broke out broke out. Finally Jesus instructed Paul to go up to Jerusalem to settle the matter. So, I went up by revelation, this is Paul speaking, and communicated it to them. That gospel, that gospel, what gospel? The gospel that Paul preaches, which I preach among the Gentiles, you'll find this Galatians 2 and 2. That gospel is the gospel of the grace of God. You can find it in Acts 20, 20 and 24, I believe. You can find it in Acts 20 and 24, Acts 24 and 20. Anyway, that gospel is the gospel of the grace of God. You can find this also what Paul is saying, quoting in Galatians two and two. Galatians two and two. Then she goes; she's going to break down the Jerusalem Council, and it's going to. I'm going to start right there. Okay. All right. I'm going to continue at the Jerusalem Council, and then I'm going to go through there. Okay. So I'm going to do that. But right now, I still have a couple more minutes, so I'm going to read through it. I'm not going to stop that. I'm going to read through So i I like, to, I like to finish a paragraph out, so let me continue reading. I'm not going to give you a commentating it. I'm just going to let Mary and Mary break it down herself, okay? So 17 years after his conversion, Paul, Barnabas, and Titus... I write in Jerusalem and had several meetings with a little flock of believers there. Many in Jerusalem have begun to wonder why the kingdom on earth had not come, saying, Where is the promise of his coming? You'll find in 2 Peter 34. Continue. And the Jerusalem council, Peter spoke up on Paul's behalf. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said it to them, listen to this closely, a good while ago, God made choice, made a choice that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel. You can find it also on Acts 10. And believe, you'll go to Acts 15 and 17, Peter said that God had saved Cornelius, a centurion, and who blessed Israel and his household? So, why should they force the Gentiles to keep the law, which even the Jews could not keep? And I'm gonna stop there. There's a story about that. I'm gonna get into more breaking down about Cornelius and why he got blessed. And even though he was a Gentile, he wasn't a Jew. It was a reason why he got blessed. It goes back to the Abrahamic covenant in uh, Genesis 12 and everything. But I'm gonna break that down later. I'm gonna stop right there. Okay. I know I went fast, but because of time constraints, I went over a couple of minutes and I did. And that's why I try to keep my announcements a little shorter because I like to keep it 25 25 minutes at least when I do these. So I can just, uh, you know, keep, you know, have other less time. So I can have less time just doing announcements and different things like that. I like to get as much time as I can trying to read through this book because there's a lot more I got to go. But I want you to get a very good understanding here just uh, 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 very deeply of what Marion Manley is trying to do and trying to teach us out of God's secret. I read this several times, this book, so I know a lot about in it, you know, but it feels good and it enlightens and it, and it, and it me to uh, just keep going back and reading certain things in God's Secret, which is wrote by Mary and Manny. Good foundational timeline book, you know, for uh, new believers and older believers. Okay. This is Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots. This was the 17th segment of God's Secret, the beginning of Paul's ministry. The 17th segment, God's Secret, written by Marianne Manley out of San Diego, California. God bless you all. Thank you for another teaching. And stay tuned for segment 18 where we will get into more of Paul's ministry. And I hope you're getting something out of this. I hope you do out of this outstanding book by Marian Manley called God's Secret. God bless you all. Before I leave, I'd like to give, open the doors for the ones that have not been saved. I cannot leave without giving you an opportunity to be saved by believing on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's all you got to do. By faith. Believing in Christ. Not of. Okay? This is the end thing. Believing in Christ. That he's died. And he was buried and he rose again according to First Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. 1 to 4. Once you believe that, you are saved. But you cannot believe that you will not accept that, if you don't believe that you are a sinner or why you need to be saved. You got to believe that you are a sinner and you need to be saved. And this is the way to be saved and get the whole full package, the whole reconciliation and everything. Your sins have already been forgiven, like I always say, but you need to be saved. You need to believe what Jesus really done on the cross. God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots. Joseph Brownlee Connecting the Dots. I hope you enjoyed this. Stay tuned for further more on The Secret by Mary Ann Manny. God bless you. Love you all. Bye-bye.